Thanks for joining us online for another sermon today. And we ask you to open up your heart and open up your life as you get ready to hear another incredible message and allowing God to work inside of you. If God has been working inside of your life, shoot us an email at connect.etag.tv to tell us what's going on. Or maybe you can just tell us how you uh, learned about our ministry through the online campus here. If God has been working in your heart, we ask that you also support this ministry financially. And you can do so by going to our website and clicking on the the give link at etag.tv. Now prepare your heart and get ready to hear another incredible message. Amen. Everyone stand for the reading of the scriptures from Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16. God bless all of the moms. I want to talk to you about a mother's greatest resource. A mother's greatest resource. What a wonderful Mother's Day crowd, and we salute you. Amen. From Acts chapter 16, beginning to read with verse 13, on, And on the Sabbath we went out of the city by a riverside, where prayer was wont to be made. And we sat down and spake unto the women which resorted thither. And a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple of the city of Thyatira, which worshipped God, heard us whose heart the Lord had opened, that she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. And when she was baptized and her household, she brought, besought us, saying, If ye have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and abide there. And she constrained us. You may be seated. The Word of God gives numbers of illustrations of women who were used by God to make a difference in their homes and in their world. The hour in which we live probably presents some of the greatest challenges the world has ever seen. The struggle to keep your home and your family on track and to see your family grow closer to God can be a tough, tough challenge. There are three commitments I want every woman, every mother to make on this Mother's Day. Number one, a commitment to make right choices. At the end of the day, mother, you need to make right choices. With every decision, Each day brings many opportunities for decision-making. Make right choices. Everybody say, make right choices. Good decision-making is so important in this hour because it has an impact and it brings forth consequences. Number two, your commitment to the Lordship of Christ. I want to tell you, it is so important that you set the bar high and that you be a committed follower of Jesus. And number three, a commitment to the local church. Nothing replaces the local church. It is a place where spirit-filled ministries take place for children, for youth, for young adults, for families, for seniors. It is a place where your family encounters anointed preaching and, and ministry and worship and the power of the Holy Ghost to free people from all kinds of things. You can say what you want, but having your family in services where there is an anointing of the Holy Ghost on a consistent basis is huge. It is important in this hour. When people sit under the anointed preaching for several hours a week and in the presence of God and hearing the Word of God and and letting the Word of God touch their hearts, it makes a difference in every life and every situation. Lydia was a woman of God, verse 14. This is point number one. She was a a woman that was given to praying with other women. She had a heart towards God. But I want you to watch this. Paul was preaching in parts of Asia Minor. 
and he has a vision of a man calling him to leave Asia Minor and to go to Macedonia, the, the region of Macedonia, which was a part of Eastern Europe or Western Eastern Europe. And so this vision, he has this vision, this man's calling him to come over and to declare the good news. Don't discount heavenly visions in this hour. This is New Testament, this is Book of Acts, and the Bible says in the last days there would be dreams, there would be visions. And I believe God speaks through dreams and visions. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Visions and dreams are not only for the Old Testament, but for the New Testament. And we want God to speak to his church and to his people through dreams and vision. Paul has a vision. And the vision is about moving him from Asia Minor to go to the area of Macedonia and to preach the gospel. He has some men that begin to team up with him. Timothy and Silas immediately join and they agree in verse 10 and they begin to get things ready. Luke becomes a traveling partner. So there were four preachers, four missionaries that leave the Asia Minor area and go into Macedonia to preach the gospel. Philippi was one of the major cities of the Macedonian area. And it was located on a, on a river, much like Jacksonville being located on a river. There is not a Jewish synagogue in Philippi. And these Gentile women, these were Gentile women that were meeting outside of the city gates, and they were meeting along the river. There was no, no place, but there was some recognition of God. There was some desire to know God, but they did not have knowledge of Jesus Christ because Paul will begin to share the gospel with them in short order. We know that these were Gentile women. We know that they had a knowledge of Jehovah God, but they did not have a relationship with Jesus. The New American Commentary goes to great length to establish Lydia's business and why it's identified in the scripture. It is not an, <clears throat> pardon me, it is not an incidental detail, but rather it marks her as a person of means. She is a seller of purple. Purple denotes very expensive, uh, a very expensive item and very expensive goods, often associated in this time setting with royalty. Her business clearly indicates that she was very lucrative as far as finances. And Lydia makes an invitation to these four missionaries to stay in her home, to stay in her house, which indicates also that she had considerable substance, that she had guest rooms and even servants to accommodate uh, these, these missionaries, these preachers, as they would stay there. I want, I want you to follow this because the Philippian church stands out as a church that is blessed of God, able to support missions, and able to support the work of the church in many locations. Lydia becomes a founding member of the Philippian church. I've got a word for you mothers on this Mother's Day. God's word in Acts chapter 16 is laying the groundwork for the Philippian church, its foundation, and how blessed it became. And Lydia was the first Gentile convert. She became one of the, fir the first member of the Philippian church. And the Bible says she was mightily blessed by the hand of God. The Philippian church became a church that Paul recognizes uh, that they could do all things through Christ. And that God was able to supply all needs according to his bountiful riches. There are some things that tie this story together with the writing to the, to the church of Philippi. 
and Lydia's life becoming the first Gentile convert in all of Europe. And, and the, the, the gospel came to Lydia who was a seller of purple, one of means and one uh, that was established in that community that had been blessed. She had a knowledge of God but did not have a personal relationship with Jesus. Maybe you're here on this Mother's Day and the Lord is speaking to your heart and trying to draw and trying to compel. You've got a knowledge of God and there's some warm things about God and the work of God in your heart, but you've never given Jesus an opportunity to be personal Lord and Savior. This is the day that you need to come to Jesus, Mother. Amen. This is the day that you need to make a commitment to serve Christ and let Him be Lord and Savior. She was a worshiper of God, but not yet a believer in Jesus Christ. And she becomes the first Christian convert. Philippi, located on the city and, and uh, on the riverbanks. And, uh, and there a group of women that just had a heart for God began to meet and they would pray. There's several things from this story and from this teaching that I want to point out to you. Uh, that you always need to do and position yourself in a right way for God's miracle. And for the hand of God to be on your life. Mama, be faithful to church. Be faithful to pray. Be faithful to read the Bible, to support the church, to support missions. Ladies come from all kinds of backgrounds and all kinds of situations in life. But I want to tell you, the church offers a lot of help and Jesus offers all that you need. Amen? You've come maybe here on a Sunday morning and there's baggage in your past. I am here to proclaim that with Jesus, He washes away the past, the blood that we sang about, the blood that we declared in communion. He is able to forgive and to remove the sin stains as far as the east is from the west. Verse 14, she attended to the teachings of Paul and was baptized. Let this be the beginning when you receive the word of the Lord and you allow Jesus and his teachings to change your life. Lydia, point number two, influenced her household. Mom, you have a lot of influence. It says in verse 15 that she was saved and baptized and her household was saved and baptized. Lydia influenced her whole family towards God. God has given every woman a level of influence. And ladies, you need to use and allow that influence to see your family get closer to God than ever before. In the scriptures, there are 10 different entire family units that serve God. They're all identified. 10 whole family units that serve God. I think that ought to be a desire and, a, and a, 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 something that we seek to aspire to. Amen. See our entire family. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Somebody say amen. Mom, make a positive difference in your family. Christ elevates women. In much of our world and in some areas of our world, women are degraded and berated and lowered and not esteemed, but Christ elevates womanhood. And Christ also elevates motherhood. Amen? It's a place of honor and a place of influence. So women, be a godly influence. Be a woman of faith. Be a woman of unity. Be a woman filled with the Spirit. As I look at this story, I look at the Apostle Paul, and I know that he was a Holy Ghost-filled preacher. I know that he preached salvation. He preached being baptized in water, but he also believed in speaking in tongues. He said, I speak in tongues more than you all. I cannot help believe, although it is not referenced here, 
that he didn't follow through in leading Lydia and these other women that met in this prayer group to the fullness of the baptism in the Holy Spirit. One of the greatest resources for moms today and for you ladies and for families is the fullness of the Holy Ghost, the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And the Apostle Paul who was baptized in the Holy Ghost and knew the fullness of the Spirit and the power of the Spirit in his life, I know he had to minister to them because he did in so many other settings. He led people through. And ladies, I want to encourage you to be a Spirit-filled mother. Amen. To rely on the resources of the Holy Spirit. I told the, the, the church family in the early service this morning, yesterday, uh, before I came to the office, I was doing some work around the house and I was trying to finish up uh, some outside work and I had misplaced a particular tool and, and uh, thing that I was working on. And I looked the house and the garage over, I went back and forth and Justin had come by and I said, help me look, we couldn't find it. And so when he left, I, I just bowed my head and I said, Holy Spirit, you know exactly where this is and I've done what I can in the natural and I need your assistance. Within 90 seconds, I had it in my hand and I knew it was an immediate help of the Holy Ghost. I wanna tell you, friends, if you're not resourcing the Holy Spirit in day-to-day -day life, if you're not resourcing the help of the Holy Ghost in your business and in your daily workplace and in your daily uh, opportunities, you're living below what God has planned and provided, amen? Be a Pentecostal mother. Be full of the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Holy Ghost. History is replete with examples of mothers who were not good influences on their families. I was reading a story about Saddam Hussein's mother. That she actually tried to abort him and to see him not live and survive as a child. Nero's mother was known for all of her murderous ways. Jezebel, well, the Bible records, received the dividends of her ways in life and how she impacted her family. I want to challenge you, mom, to be a faithful mom, to be a good mom, but to be a saved mom, to be a Holy Ghost-filled mom. Amen. It makes a difference. Somebody say amen. amen. I want you to invest in your children. Plant good seed in your family. Learn how to handle situations with the sweetness of Jesus. Learn how to speak blessings and not curses. Everybody say amen there. Learn to be fair and equal in all situations. Learn to leave a legacy that will be carried on and know who will carry that legacy on. Learn how to correct and love. Don't get caught up in criticism, gossip, fault finding, complaining, uh, in unkindness, but rather embrace Galatians 5.22, love, joy, peace, gentleness, meekness, goodness, faith, long-suffering, temperance. Timothy, the young evangelist, was influenced by his mother and his grandmother, Lois and Eunice. I'm telling you, Lydia affected. She saw her household come to God. She influenced them to be brought to Christ, and they were baptized. Point number three in verse 15 of our text. She was not only, she not only got saved, but she was a faithful servant. The women of this area were known for their work and for their industry, for their work ethic. Ladies, I wanna encourage you, be known for working for Jesus. In all that you do in life, at the end of life, I wanna tell you, it is so important to be known as a worker for Christ, that you used your time, your talents, your energies, and you worked for the Lord, amen? Lydia constrained these 
followers of Christ. She constrained these preachers, these four preachers. That word in the, in the Greek literally implores, she implored them. It was, it was, it's a verb of intense desire that she wanted to serve them. She wanted to be a blessing. I think that's a good admonition on Mother's Day because our women want to be a blessing and that intense desire to serve the Lord needs to be soon, seen. A servant's heart was coming out in Lydia much like the woman of Zarephath to Elijah, much like the woman of Shuman, Shuman, Shunan uh, it, to Elisha. Lydia was using her resources. In verse 15, Lydia says, Look at my faithfulness. See my faithfulness. I want to challenge you on Mother's Day to let the world see your faithfulness. Number one, to your Lord, to your church, to your family, to your marriage vows. Everybody say amen. The legacy of Lydia is left in the word. And you want to leave a legacy that will be seen by many who will follow your life. Lydia became a great woman. And she's noted as the first European convert. And became a foundation stone of the church of Philippi. Ladies, Lord Schaffner made a statement that if you'll give me a church full of women committed to Christ... I will change the culture. I believe if we can have a church full of Holy Ghost-filled women, we can see revival in America. In 1802, a Baptist pastor in the month of July stood up in his Baptist church in South Carolina. His name was Richard Furman, and he believed that God wanted to send a great awakening to America. And he stood up in his pulpit and he began to declare about people really getting committed to Christ and following Christ and believing for a spiritual awakening, for revival to hit America. That was in 1802. He believed that America was a mission field and that God had created America, allowed America to come into being for a particular intent so that the nations of the world could be evangelized. I honor Richard Furman from 1802 and reading portions of his sermon this week because he was a revivalist. He believed that God wanted to use America and turn America around. You know, from a preacher in 2014, in the month of May, I believe God wants to send an awakening this summer. In a Pentecostal church in Jacksonville, Florida, where people gather to pray and people gather to seek God, and I believe God wants to send a Pentecostal outpouring. But I believe, friends, God is not through with America. He's just looking for a people. He's looking for a mom. He's looking for a church that will stand up in this hour and be found faithful. You'll, your mind will be open to the claims of Christ. You'll receive Jesus, and then you'll begin to walk to be a world changer, to be a nation changer. Amen. I want everyone to stand and please do not leave. But it's been quite interesting how that one of our states is allowing a statue, a full-size statue of Lucifer to be put on the grounds next to the Ten Commandments. This is one of the states. I'll go ahead and call the name of the state Oklahoma. And what has been in the news this week, all of the earthquakes that have been striking Oklahoma. In fact, it was in the news this week about some of the rare earthquakes 
It actually had that title in one of the news articles that I was reading, that there's potential for catastrophic earthquakes. You know what? God can still topple Dagon's today and cut the head and the hands and the feet off. God's looking for a generation that will say Jesus Christ is Lord. He's looking for moms that will serve God and be committed followers of Christ. Men and women that in this hour will realize, friends, God wants to send an awakening. I do not believe God's finished with America. He wants to birth a mighty spiritual awakening in this nation. And it's got to begin somewhere. And why not that somewhere be here? With every head bowed and every eye closed, if Jesus Christ is not Lord and Savior of your life, I want you to move from where you're standing. I want you to come to the front. Lydia gave her life to Christ. Every person in this room could raise your hand and say, I've been blessed. I've been blessed by God. And you recognize that. But if you're not a follower of Christ, you need the ultimate blessing, the blessing of salvation in your home. And if you do not know Jesus as Lord and Savior, I invite you, I implore you to come from where you're standing. Sir, mom, young person, how many will raise your hand? You'll be honest enough to say, Pastor, I know I have spiritual needs. And you'll raise your hand for prayer. Come on. you got spiritual needs. God bless you, sir. Amen. God bless you, ma'am. Amen. I gave an altar call in a funeral this week. One of those tough funerals to preach hands went up across that room because people knew they needed the Lord and they knew they needed Christ God bless you for coming God bless you come on if you need Jesus in your life you need a closer walk with the Lord man or woman I want you to come come from the balcony come from the lower floor the Spirit of the Lord is calling you we're gonna be out in just a few moments but the Spirit of God is calling you and if you need to turn your life to Christ if you need to repent of your ways I'm telling you, there are people all across this room that could say, I botched it, I messed my life up, and then I gave my life to Jesus, and He turned my life around. There are so many people that could testify across this room, but you've got to give Jesus a chance. You've got to give Him a start, and you've got to live for Him. Come on, come on, sir. You may be here honoring your mother, honoring your wife, your children's mother. You may be here, and the Holy Ghost is calling to you to give Jesus a chance. I invite you to come right now. Move from where you're standing, where you're seated. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. I want every mother in this room, I want you to pick up your belongings and I want you to make your way to the front. Every mother in this room, from the balcony, the galleries under the balcony, down front, these front areas. Come on, every mother. I want you to crowd in real close. Every mother, every mother. I want to speak and pray over you and bless you in Jesus' name. Every mother, please crowd in real close, ladies, real close. Hallelujah. Lead us, Jennifer. You, I live. Come on, ladies, sing it.
slip your hands up and worship him. To the Lord, to worship you, to worship you, I live. I want every woman, every lady to come, every lady. Because whether or not you're a mother, you support womanhood, you support motherhood. Make some step towards coming. You may not be able to get very far, but take a step towards coming. It's important you take a step of faith. Everyone, hands uplifted. It's about worship of Christ. To worship you. He's the reason. He's the reason. To worship you, I live. To worship you, I live. I live to worship you. watching right now. Close your eyes and worship the Lord. Come on. His presence is here. The power of the Holy Ghost is here. surrender to Jesus. You need to honor Jesus, sir. I'm telling you, the victorious life is found in full surrender to Jesus. Full surrender to the cross. Hallelujah. Father, I lift my hands over these mothers that are here. I pray that every mom will feel the support of your loving arms being wrapped around their life. Jesus, you're so concerned about women and so concerned about mothers that you sent Paul and Silas and Timothy and Luke. God, you sent them all there to go preach the gospel in this area. And Lydia came to full faith of Jesus Christ. She was baptized and her entire household. And I pray over these mothers that you would strengthen their hands. Lord, we read so many times in the book of Ezra how that the good hand of the Lord was upon your people. And I speak and I release the hand of God upon these mothers that are here today and watching even right now as a part of our online campus. We bless each one. And I speak the favor of heaven that you will strengthen them. God, give them, uh, Father, just supernatural wisdom and endowment with power from on high. 
to be godly influences, to make a difference in their families, to see their children, their grandchildren, their loved ones, their family members serve God and prepare for the coming of the Lord. Lord, we know with all that we're seeing in the signs of the times that the coming of the Lord is growing near, nearer than ever before. And I pray that you'll anoint the women of God to rise up. And as with Lord Schaffner, I pray that you will give us a church full of Holy Ghost-filled women in this hour. And we will change Jacksonville. And we will change America back to her God and point America back to her God. In Jesus' name, we speak a blessing over each one of these women. In the name that's above every name, everybody say amen. Now before we close, this will be our final prayer. Last Sunday was Commitment Sunday to arise. And there are many here today that did not get an opportunity to commit to arise. We didn't even really pass out the cards in this service. But at the back doors of each exit, there's a card. And I just want to challenge you. God's doing something. you got to step into the river. you got to step into the Jordan. I'm telling you, there are going to be miracles unfold. But hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people made commitments. And I want you to stretch your hand. I'm going to keep these with me for two years. And I'm praying over them every day. They're with me where I do my Bible reading. They'll be with me most of the time when I'm in the pulpit. And they're in my briefcase day to day when I come to the office. But I'm praying that we're going to see the hand of God bless every home and every family. And we're going to see God's faithfulness. And so I want you to stretch your hands. This represents hundreds of families in this church right here. So everybody stretch your hand out. Father, we command your blessing. You told us this was the year of A and Delette, the year of open doors. And you told us to arise and go through the open doors. And to write the vision and make it plain. And that, Father, when it was made plain and written, that your people would run with the vision. And, Lord, we speak your blessings upon each and every one of these families. Hundreds of families represented in this folder. I pray that they will be prospered and blessed in so many different ways. God, I pray for a hedge of protection, an anointing upon each family. And, Father, may you bless their businesses. And I pray as Ezra declared, the good hand of God was upon the people in Jesus name and everybody said amen God bless you mothers we love you and we appreciate you we're proud of each one hug somebody's neck be back for the revival service tonight at 555 amen